everyone. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Jillian. And we are the hosts of the OK Drama Podcast. We're two friends recap and break down K-dramas one episode at a time. Yeah. One episode, two episodes, movies. All we do it episodes. All. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Every episode. All right. Well, I am very excited to talk about these episodes mm-hmm. because... My heart was broken and betrayed. Uh, uh-huh. I, I thought about you. I mean, I kind of expected it, but it I don't doesn't think... make it any easier. Yeah, and I don't think to this extent either. Like this The was... betrayal? Yeah. Yeah, no. I I mean, it crossed my mind, but I was like, no. Yeah. Not my baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... And this is, like, the first time you just binged them on a Sunday, right? Or on Oh, Monday? yeah. Like, we finished – I think we finished recording, and I either watched them that same night or the next day. I don't remember. But I watched them, like, back-to-back. Yeah. I couldn't stop. <laughs> yeah. No, they're it's, – it's good. It's a good drama, and I'm, like, very excited to watch these next two. Yes. Um, just a little behind the scenes. Uh. I am quarantined from my boyfriend, and we live together, so that's a thing, because mm-hmm. um, his <sighs> irresponsible work and dumbass co-worker uh, <laughs> exposed him to coronavirus, so please, everyone, wear your masks. Uh, we both tested negative, so that's good. Yeah. Um, but I am sleeping in the guest bedroom. And Alex and I, basically, I get the guest bedroom and the living room, and he gets our room in the office. And so we're, like, not really hanging out with each other, which is kind of weird. It's almost mm-hmm. like we're just roommates. Yeah. And it's kind of sad. Uh, but that leads me to say that I've just been watching a ton of TV since <laughs> we don't have to, like, um, you know, have, like, our common TV time. Yeah. You're watching so, stuff you can watch without him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that into other drama corner, but that just leads me to say, like, oh, I have tons of time to just watch Itaewon class now. <laughs> uh, whereas, like, in the past couple weeks, I kind of been just, like, cramming them in. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited. So, main story is Caitlin's kind of sad and watching a lot of TV and wear your masks and don't go out unless you have to because don't be stupid and today's the fourth of july so we'll see how stupid people are like they were on memorial day i mean i don't even like not to get too whatever political but why are people even celebrating the fourth of july i mean i don't know you should america (laughs) my way of celebrating (laughs) yeah my way of celebrating is watching um my favorite all t- all American teen princess mockumentary, Drop Dead Gorgeous. And then <laughs> I just post like America songs, but like David Bowie's I'm Afraid of Americans. <laughs> or like um David Burns Miss America. Like they're just like random fucking songs. And some of them are like kind of like good and some of them are kinda of, like ugh. Um, in terms of, like, the ideas of America and stuff. So I just share a bunch of, like, cool songs. But that's Jill it. makes, like, great uh, playlists or, like, song recommendations when it comes oh, to a certain you. theme. 
Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. They're great. I should do that, uh, I guess. Like on Spotify you, or something. <clears throat> you should. That'd be fun. Um, I know some other like bloggers or whatever influencers mm-hmm. do like a uh, Spotify playlists for certain things. Cool. So yeah, maybe we can um make an okay drama Caitlin playlist and Jill playlist. Yeah. It'd be pretty different, but also <laughs> similar in some yeah, ways. Yeah, definitely. I think there'd be some connections. There's like a Venn diagram of Caitlin and Jill, like uh-huh. sweet spot in the middle. Absolutely. Um, but I, Alex says that I have like the widest variety of like music interests mm-hmm. of anyone he's ever known. Um, except for I don't like screamo or country. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are like my no's. And I don't like Phil Collins. Um, <laughs> but is it like, the, is, it, is it all country or do you give a pass to like a Johnny Cash and like yeah, I don't Dolly Parton? Like, yeah, I, I'm cool with old country. Yeah. I'm basically cool with country up until like the year 2004. Mm-hmm. Because I can, I can, you know, sing some Shania Twain mm-hmm. and like, basically after Shania Twain, I don't really give a fuck and it sounds stupid <clears throat> to me. Yeah, um, I agree. But yeah, so like, I guess modern country and I don't do screamo, but other than that, I'm basically game for anything, so... I don't know why I had to bring that up. I just no, because we're thought. talking about music now instead of dramas. Um. Yeah, <laughs> our podcast has taken a hard turn into music. We're gonna have that issue that the girls have on my favorite murder, where they're like, "Just skip ahead to this point. That's where we talk about the murder." We're gonna be like, "That's where we talk about the drama." So if you don't want to exactly. hear us. <laughs> um, exactly. Andrew and I are in the middle of a juice cleanse. This is day two without a single solid wow. food, and it's very different. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, like, I feel totally fine. Like, these juices are actually, like, really, really good. And they have, like, nice. three regular juices and then three, like, sort of, like, smoothie-type things. Uh-huh. Um, but they're all very good, and there's a ton of them that you drink a day. So you don't really feel hungry. I'm just kind of craving, cool. like, a hot thing. Like, uh-huh. I want to bite into something hot, but... I feel energized and I feel good and I'm not eating like bad food right now. So that's good because even as a vegan, you can eat bad food. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I have a problem with that. So (laughs) this has been good. Um, Well, I signed up for HelloFresh because Mm. I have just been listening. I've just been binge listening to my favorite murder Uh uh, because I'm just like super behind on podcasts. Um. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. So my first HelloFresh box comes on Tuesday. So we'll see how that goes. I know you nice. guys used to do Blue Apron. Yeah, I think um, we did HelloFresh too for a little bit. I liked them both. Mm-hmm. After a while, I just didn't feel like paying for it. Because <laughs> it yeah, gets kind of pricey. It is, it is a little pricey. Um, but I guess if you work under the rationalization, like, Okay, if Alex and I went to yeah. some sort of food, I was going to say food place. They're called restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we would probably spend more than like $16 for both yeah. of us. <clears throat> um, 
even like at Earthburger, I mean, mm-hmm. it can get kind of pricey. Absolutely. So, and they're whatever healthier. Uh, but yeah. So I, you should send me the link to the juice cleanse because totally. Alex and I have said like, uh, after our whole quarantine bit, because you know what is really annoying. I feel like this is just all of twenty twenty. <laughs> I make plans, we get excited, and then shit happens. Uh-huh. You can't do anything. You're right. So yeah. um before our quarantine, we were like, oh, we're going to start exercising more. Mm-hmm. And Alex's sister was going to lend me her bike since mm-hmm. apparently you can't buy a bike in the state of Texas <laughs> at the moment. Um, and so we were going to like ride our bikes just around our neighborhood or whatever. Yeah. And uh, we were going to exercise and like try to eat better. But then we had to quarantine ourselves from each other. And so, like, Alex and I aren't really, we're not eating together. Like, we're cooking separately yeah. and washing everything. And it's just kind of like, well, I'm pretty sure Alex has just been, like, ordering stuff on DoorDash and eating ramen. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, I've been, like, kind of cooking a little more, but it's mm, it's, it's not as fun when it's just, like, for you. Yeah. That's what I've always yeah, found. It's, it's like setting up the portions and stuff. Like, I don't want to make a lot, but then I don't know. Like, it's just, I don't like cooking for myself only. Well, yes. You'll have to update us next week on your uh, cleanse journey. <laughs> yeah. We'll be done Monday. Well, like, technically cool. Sunday night, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Monday will slowly start nomming on lettuce again. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. I um I'm always hesitant to buy fresh produce because I mm-hmm. usually let it rot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm back on my intermittent fasting. Um I I really think that helped me a lot. And basically just after quarantining and working from home, I just kind of gave it up because I'm just around food all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I really think intermittent fasting helped. Uh, I know some people, it's, it's not good for them. Uh-huh. Um, but for me personally, it worked. And I think it helped me be more conscientious of like, oh, I'm eating something. <laughs> yeah. Instead of just like putting food in my mouth. And paying attention um, to what you're eating. Exactly. And just, I guess, setting boundaries with food because mm-hmm. I am definitely an emotional eater. Um. So, it's, like, good to set some boundaries. I'm no dietitian, so don't listen to me. <laughs> but if, you, if you're interested, just Google intermittent fasting. It's it's really interesting because some people, it's, like, changed their, you know, mm-hmm. health entirely. But anyway, <laughs> food. Food. Don food Bomb. is good. but Yeah, food is good. The food at Don Bomb looks good. Yes, it does look good. Mm-hmm. And I guess so. on that note, we should jump on in. Yeah. Jill <laughs> <laughs> um, and I haven't talked to each other in forever. I, yeah, so. I know. It sucks. Yeah. <sighs> it's just not as fun texting, honestly. No, and I'm a super lazy texter. I, I don't really like texting, so. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's it's a lot. And sometimes, like, things happen. And then it's like, well, do I want to text all this stuff? Like, mm. And I, I guess I talk to Alex a little bit more just because we play fucking Call of Duty. But even then, yeah. like, we're not 
like catching up we're like playing the game and maybe like a Mm -hmm. little bit of catching up here and there but it's definitely not the same as like when we used to see each other fucking three times a week (laughs) yeah (laughs) this sucks (laughs) when we were all almost like cohabitating yeah basically (laughs) basically (laughs) oh man Uh, yeah I miss you guys. I miss it. So sad. I know. And then fucking Itaewon class. Three episodes now, they've shown, like, the outside of Danbom, and you see the cute little Moontoki, and Uh that's that's us. (laughs) And I get so excited. I'm like, Moon, Moontoki. Just cute Uh little bunny. (sighs) That is a very good Moontoki. It's cute. Image. Yeah, a little logo. Mm-hmm. Too bad we didn't make it. Yeah. Well, you can uh, not rip it off, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Take inspiration. Ep- <laughs> episode 11. Mm-hmm. Um, Seroyi gets a call asking if they want to participate in the best pub show again. And everyone is on board. Everyone's super excited about this. Yiso mm-hmm. says that they can use the opportunity to capitalize on their underdog story. Absolutely. Gunsu decides to quit, and he tells Yiso that it's because of her. Very awkward. Because I don't think she expected him to actually do that, and obviously doesn't think of him that way. And that was just kind of her being an asshole making a joke, and for him to be like, I did it because of you. I did it for you. Yeah, because she's like... Because I think she says something like, well, you lasted longer than I thought you would. Mm-hmm. And she's and she's like, what what changed your mind? And he was like, you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Yep. After that, I was like, he's he's gone. Yeah, he's changing. Mm-hmm. Um, Seto Yu talks to Gunsoon about, like, what's going on. And he says that after seeing Seto Yu live his life, he's become inspired to do more. But we see him thinking about how Yiso told him she would give him a chance if he took over Janga, and they part amicably. It's it's fine. Like Seroyi still cares about him and understands mm-hmm. the situation or whatever, and kind of wishes him the best. Right. Sua at this point is visiting Goon in jail, and he's really fucking pumped to see her. Like thinking she's coming to visit him just to like uh-huh. see how he's doing. And he's got his hair yes. down. He's not. He's not doing well anymore. His hair is over <laughs> his forehead, <laughs> so we know things aren't great in prison. He does not have his products. Uh-huh. Um, and then he realizes that she's only there because his father sent her to deliver paperwork to transfer his shares of the company back to him. And that's just, like, a huge fucking blow. Yeah. Considering he, looks, he like, took the fall for everything. Which technically yeah, was all looks, his fault, but he wouldn't have gotten away with it had it not been for his dad. Yeah, I mean, I would say it's, like, 80% Gunwan's fault, 20%, like, uh, whatever his name, President Zhang, like, covering uh-huh. it up. Yeah. Because, again, like... Gunwan's like a shitty person, but yeah. accidents happen, and and he's as not the parent, smart. He's not like yeah. smart enough to pull all that off. On exactly, his <laughs> as the parent, whatever. Uh, I don't know why I'm blinking on his name. President <laughs> Zhang should have been the one to be like, no, you know, go to the authorities, blah blah blah. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, I again, I have a nugget of sympathy for 
Gunwan because he has no one. And, like, yeah. the one person that he loves in this world he thought was coming to visit him. And she was like, nah. Yeah, she does that <laughs> and it's a big ouch moment. And then later on, I think it might be in the next episode, she does something mm-hmm. else. And it's like, god damn, I can't believe you did that. Like, even if you were asked to do that by your boss, I don't know why she would do that. But we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Suwa goes back to the office, and we see Gunsu in President Zhang's office, and he announces that he wants to learn about the business. He tells his father that he should be the successor since President Zhang doesn't have a better option other than a stranger. President Zhang has Suwa take Gunsu under her wing and teach him the basics. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because president chong is like why are you here mm-hmm. and i'm like well that's a nice way to greet your son yeah uh but yeah i was like fuck we are losing Gunsu. Mm-hmm. and i throughout these two episodes i i kept hoping like well president chong just did the terrible thing again so maybe he'll he'll realize and he'll switch back or just yeah. like leave but it doesn't seem as we will right see now. No, it just keeps getting worse. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so back at Jambam, Hyunyi comes back from her time off looking fabulous, <laughs> and she agrees to do the show. Um, and then we see Lone Shark Lady doing her thing, collecting money, but the man that she is collecting from appears to be a down-on-his-luck alcoholic father Mm -hmm. um and he is begging for money like sobbing telling her like i can't feed my son if you take this money away from me but she sees all the empty bottles of alcohol outside of his house and is basically just like screw you if you have enough money for alcohol you should have enough money to feed your son and Mm -hmm. it's really sad because his son is just crying in their little house and yeah. it's it's rough um but tony sees all of this and he calls her out for being mean <laughs> and i i just love tony so much um maybe tony will take the place of gunsu in my heart <laughs> but, your new son. <laughs> um yeah i don't know he just seems so pure of heart i guess mm-hmm. yeah Tony calls her out, and the Lone Shark lady is just kind of like, mind your own business. Bye. Um, <laughs> later that night at the pub, Tony mistakenly puts curry powder in Hyunyi's muscle stew, and it ends up being a happy accident, as the stew turns out to be really good, and that recipe ends up winning them first place on that episode of The Best Pub Show. Yay! And... Yeah, it's like it's really awesome. I like how they cut to um the crew at Don Bomb watching I guess the rerun or yes. on, <laughs> on the laptop. And everyone like hugs Hyunyi and everyone's super excited. And then she's like, How many times do we have to watch this? Like You already know just I so win. Proud. <laughs> yeah, it's really cute. And we'll get to this, but I feel like there's some Yes feelings between yes. Sun Quan and Hanyi. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Like, interesting. Okay. Especially him for her. I don't necessarily know about the other way around. 
Yes. Her to him, but I, I think he definitely has feelings for her and maybe feels a little bit conflicted because of her situation and him not yeah. being, like, super comfortable with that right now. But I think he's, yeah. like, getting there, and I think the feelings are definitely there. Yeah, I'm kind of excited for mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. and I just want I just want them all to be happy. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So, due to their success on the show, uh, a lot of investors start flocking, and one of them comes by to offer them a franchise deal, and Iso is like, yes, please, money, money, money. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. But back at Janga, President Jong gets all upset because <laughs> Janga only came in second place and he basically takes it out on Suwa and Gunsu. Uh, Gunsu tries to downplay it and says they still did very well by coming in second and kind of uses the rationale like, well, somebody has to win first and somebody has to win second. Like, mm-hmm. what can you do, right? Like, Second is still very respectable. Um, but then President Zhang lashes out at Gunsu that they need to be first in everything to stay on top and then threatens to get rid of Gunsu because I guess he's like, you're useless, you are soft, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Abusive stuff. Yep. Um, so Sua leaves and then uh, Gunsu like, meets her in the hallway and she gets after him for talking back to President Zhang and tells him that Janga is not like Dambam and he needs to adjust to their company culture. Um, Gunsu then tries to play the whole you don't know my life card when Sua hints at the nepotism that got him the job in the first place, but Sua quickly puts him back in his place by pointing out how he got the job with no college degree or interview. Mm -hmm. And it's like, come on, Gunsu. You really thought like, well... I I grew up out of wedlock and my father didn't love me, so there's no nepotism here. And it's like, <laughs> yes, there is, dude. Just because yeah. your dad's an asshole doesn't mean you didn't get an advantage, like Absolutely. a crazy big one. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> back at Danbam, Seroyi announces that they are ready to start expanding. And Yiso presents her Danbam binder which is amazing because it has everything they need to get started at other locations, like recipes, um, decor, I think. It just, like, has everything they would need to start a franchise. Mm -hmm. A lot of work was put into that. And then they start talking about the plans for franchising, and Yiso and Seroyi disagree on how to kind of go about things. Seroyi wants to take the cautious approach by opening just one new location and, like, bringing that up and then another one and then another one. Just very, very slow. And Iso wants to partner with the investors that called them um, right away because they're willing to open up multiple locations all at once. Hojin agrees with both sides but tells Seroyi he'll look into the investor com- investment company a little bit more and make sure they're, like, legitimate um, and then he also gives Seiroyi paperwork to help with Tony's work visa and flyers about his dad that he's trying to find. Mm-hmm. A lot going on here. Um, yeah. Yisa gets a call from the investor pressuring her to make a decision quickly. And we see the loan shark lady causing a fuss with her special order. Because she ordered something. She just wanted, like, sides, basically. And they were saying, yeah. like, you can't have just sides. I don't know why. Like, you need to order an actual <laughs> meal. And she's like, the owner said I could have sides. <laughs> and then he walks by and she's like, I want this. And he's like, okay, no problem, whatever. 
Um, and at that point, he has Tony's visa application and the flyers about his dad. The loan shark lady asks where Tony is from, and she's shook when he says he's from Guinea. And then mm-hmm. she sees flyers about his dad, and she looks sick. She looks yeah. like she's about to fucking throw up and pass out or something. And she quickly yeah. leaves. Um, and then um, at that point, police come because Seroi has put up posters for his for Tony's dad. And they're just saying, like, you can't have these posters. We're going to have to fine you or whatever. And mm-hmm. Yisou is, of course, annoyed again over something. And she wants to talk to Seroyu. Yeah. She asks him about the meeting with Hojin. And she just keeps messing with, like, getting upset because he's helping other people. Helping Tony. Helping the other restaurants and stuff. Instead of thinking mm-hmm. about the investment offers and their future and expanding. And he tells her that he trusts her and will go with whatever she thinks is best if she's confident. And she is. And she tells him that she thinks that investor is good and that it's going to help them in the long run. So Mm -hmm. he puts her arms around her. She's happy. And he says he's sorry for making her the villain when he's actually just a dumb boss. Yeah. I, um, what was I going to say? I had a thought. And then I thought about her being the villain and her, like, goofy smile when he puts <laughs> his arm around her. Uh-huh. Um, oh, I think she, like, really gets through to him when she's like, how do you expect to catch up to Janga mm-hmm. if if we're just opening things one by one? Uh, and I was like, oh, shit. As soon yeah. as she, like, mentions Janga, I feel like, uh, you know, the tables get turned. Yeah. And also for someone, because he doesn't necessarily care about Jonga the company, but President Jong. So it's about, like, tearing him down. And if he takes so long opening these restaurants one at a time, like, before you know it, he might be retired or he might be dead. Like, yeah, he's not he's not young. He's not new to this business. He's been doing it forever. You know, he's not going to be there throughout Seroyu's whole life. So if you kind of don't push it you might run the risk of not being able to accomplish your full revenge goal. That is true. So I understand, like, where she's coming from with that, but also, like, it's risky putting everything into an investor. Yeah. Like, all of your eggs in one basket. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Um, I also appreciated how he apologized for making her be the villain, because it kind of made me think of... You with uh, Goon Squad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Those, uh, well, not to get into your whatever drama, but yeah, I was like, yeah, you know what? It kind of sucks because a lot of times, like, I feel like especially women mm-hmm. end up being like more responsible and more, mm, I don't want to say driven, but you know how to get things done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you usually have like, to deal with everyone and everything. And yeah. Yeah. And having to stay focused and mm-hmm. that kind of like, whatever can be misconstrued into you being a jerk, but yeah, somebody has to stay on task. So yeah. and keep everyone on task. <laughs> exactly. Um, so Seiroi and Yiso meet the investor guy, and we see a flashback of Seiroi getting advice from Minjung on setting up 
like setting their own price and how the meeting with the investor will work. Um, Seryu kind of cuts to the chase and is like, we're worth 5 billion won, um, which is like 4.5 million dollars around there. Uh, Yiso and the investor guy are very surprised by this like sudden, um, request, I guess. And then we cut to, um, like news reports, you know, popping up and it looks like the investment went through and they're like, okay deal uh then all sorts of other investors start coming in which total about 10 billion won and so now they're like a full company and they have a corporate office and it looks great everything seems to be peachy for them when they get their corporate office i just thought of like silicon valley yes when (laughs) when they get like their investments and stuff and they start expanding (laughs) Yeah, and just like Silicon I, I, Valley, everything gets fucked shortly after. <laughs> exactly, as always. Yes, I'm like after seeing this show in Silicon Valley, I'm like I don't want any money from investors. Like this yeah, is scary. Don't trust them. <laughs> uh, so Lone Truck Lady runs into the alcoholic father again, and she looks in his shopping bag, and we see that he has some sort of like gas situation that he intends to kill that he intends to use to kill himself Mm -hmm. um obviously a lone shark lady is you know very upset with him uh furious she starts yelling at him and you know beating him as like old korean moms tend to do (laughs) (laughs) um obviously like not beating him up just like hitting him but he gets upset because you know he's like despondent he's about to he's suicidal at this point mm-hmm. and he pushes her and they're on a, like a pretty steep hill and he pushes her she has a nasty fall and she rolls all the way down the street all the fucking uh, way down it's not funny but i'm like she kept going <laughs> like <laughs> what yeah um and you know he's like freaking the fuck out and i was really nervous that he was gonna do like a hit and run situation Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but he didn't thankfully the dom bomb crew is all psyched about their investments uh but then they see you know the situation um the father like crying over lone shark lady um so they end up at the hospital and you know there's some more fighting about the father being a bad dad and Blah, blah, blah. But then Tony tells the father that his son needs him more than food. And um, that, you know, Tony, who no longer has his dad in his life, says, like, I would I would definitely rather have my dad here than a full belly. And I feel like it cuts to Seri and he's kind of like, yeah, because he also mm-hmm. doesn't have a dad. You know, interestingly... Iso doesn't really seem to have her father in her life either. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, because the, they're divorced, right? Her mom and yeah. dad. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, interesting stuff. Um. So, anyway, I think Tony, like, kind of gets through to the dad. He goes home. Um, and then Sandy starts asking the little shark lady about her family. And she says that she no longer has a family. And then she tells them, like, the story of her past and her family. And then we realize that she's Tony's grandma. Ah! But 
I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, her son, Tony's dad, died in a car accident. So sad. Very, very sad. But I was like, I kind of thought, okay, maybe she's t- maybe she's like related to Tony in some way. Mm-hmm. But I also was scared that like she had Tony's dad killed or something because he didn't pay up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I thought uh, maybe he was one of her clients or something, or she knew him in some way. Uh-huh. I don't know. But yeah, I'm really happy that, well, you know, skipping ahead, but I'm happy they have each other now. Mm-hmm. It's it's a sweet relationship. Yeah, definitely. So we are on to the second episode of The Best Pub Show. And everybody is trying to get ready for it. Goon is impressed when Sua gets inside information and is able to give their chef the challenge in advance. Um, So she's able to say, like, this is what they're going to want you guys to cook. Make something amazing Mm -hmm. in this sort of theme. Um, Goonsu visits... Goonsu, right? Yeah. Goonwan is... Okay, cool. Goonwan is in prison. I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. Gunsu goes to visit. I was making. I was making sure I was saying the right name because I get them confused. Okay. Yeah. I think I got lazy and just typed Goon it's from okay. now on. Gunsu goes to visit Hyun Yi's room, and they're really happy to see each other. And he tells her that she looks great because this is his first time seeing her after like her full transition and like her new like feminine look and stuff. And he's like, "You look mm-hmm. amazing." Um, Tony decides to visit his grandma, and they talk about things. And then the show starts, and even though Janga's food is really good, Gunsu predicts that Danban will still win, which comes true. After the competition, Suwa p- politely congratulates their chef, but Gunsu chides him for not taking it seriously. Um, and he's telling him, like, I saw that you were, like, signing autographs and stuff. Maybe you should have been spending that time, like, preparing more. <laughs> And mm-hmm. the guy's like, what? I signed some autographs. Like, that didn't get in my way. They're good. Their food is good. I can't help it. Um, yeah. Also, it's, just, it's like, if he's a chef, like, I mean, I don't, I'm I'm no chef. Uh-huh. But I'm like, how much more time can you spend preparing? Yeah, if... exactly. Because I, I get like, it with Hyun Yi. Like, she's young and kind of new to the game, but uh-huh. he's old and appears to have been working for Janga for forever. Yeah. So, I mean seems to have the recipe down yeah he basically tells the chef though like if you don't take it seriously enough um sua and goon will have to suffer the consequences of his shortcomings they're going to be the ones mm-hmm. to get in trouble not him sua later compliments gunsu on his warning to the chef and then they run into the donbon crew seroyi invites them to their team dinner and i don't know why he does this every time he invites Sua places or now Sua and Gunsu it's like you don't need to invite them everywhere like they're technically like the enemy even if they're your friends you know like yeah you're in competition with them you just did a competition show against them where you beat them you don't really want them at your celebratory dinner for just you and your staff yeah it would be one thing if it was like hey, y'all want to grab food and catch up. Yeah, absolutely. But this is in the setting of, yeah, a team dinner. Mm-hmm. Like, because, uh, I mean, I know Hyunyi and Sun Kwan were kind of like, oh, I kind of miss Gunsu. Yeah. Like, we should have had a going away party for him. Um, Like, everyone loves Gunsu yeah. at this point. <laughs> but 
Yeah, it's it's awkward. awkward. Um, But Yiso, of course, again, gets jealous when Sula takes Seroyu's arm. But Gunsu still seems really in love with Yiso. The dinner is going okay. And then they start playing a spin the bottle truth game. And things get really fucking awkward. And this is like what I was dreading to happen on -hmm. top of like any like business related things coming to light that can be used against people or whatever. Like just awkward conversation in general. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is where Gunsu starts to turn into a total asshole. And the truth comes out that Gunsu likes Yiso, but Yiso likes Seroyi, but Seroyi likes Sua and has no feelings for Yiso. And he straight up says, like, I think Gunsu asks him, like, do you like Yiso at all or have you ever liked her? And he's, uh-huh. like, thinking for a second. And then he's just like, nope, never. And Yiso, like, starts to cry. She's embarrassed. She runs Obviously, away. like, that was really harsh. <laughs> yeah. I know she can be a total fucking asshole, but, like, I don't know. It's just, it's it's all so uncomfortable and so awkward. Yeah. And no one is really enjoying this conversation anymore. And he just kept pushing it when no mm-hmm. one was really asking for it at this point. Um, but Hyunyi calls Gunsu a jerk. And I think also um, the other guy, I can't think of his name right now. Sunquan? Yeah, Sunquan is like confused again kind of about like what's happening. <laughs> he's all, <laughs> He's always a little confused. It's really funny. <laughs> But yeah, and Hyunyi always has to be like, "Shut up!" Like, yeah, Hyunyi read the was room. Basically, just like you're being such an asshole right now, dude. Like, why did you? Why did you say those things? Why did you have to talk about that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think she's the one that tells Seiryu that he needs to go and find Yiso and talk to her. Yeah. Um, and so he goes after her, and they talk it out, and he comes up with a bunch of excuses for why he doesn't and shouldn't like her. And it's like, well, I'm your boss, I'm older than you, yada yada, this, that, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, and that, like, how maybe she's confused about her feelings towards him. And he thinks of mm-hmm. her as a little sister and kind of nothing more. Um, Yiso tells him to stop making excuses and just tell her the truth. And he responds by saying, I don't like you. Mm-hmm. And Or he says, don't like me. And then Yiso starts to cry even more, and then she runs away, and she fucking, like, stops in the middle of the crosswalk and cries. And at first, like, girl, move off the road. But then I see she's, like, in the middle of, like, a little part where cars at least aren't going to drive. So I'm like, okay, at least she's not going to get hit by a car. But it's still such an awkward place to stop, like, where everyone can see you just, like, crying your fucking eyes out, like... Yeah, it's like, just walk, like, 20 more feet and you'll yeah. be... Yeah, <laughs> go sit on a bench or something. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how the episode ends, her crying. Yeah, I was... I kind... Okay, going back to their spin the bottle game, mm-hmm. I kind of thought... I was like, I don't know how to phrase this. I thought it was interesting when Gunsu was like, hey, do you remember how you said you would go out with me? Once mm-hmm. I take over Janga, and Yiso's like, yeah, but, and he was like, no, that's all I, like, yeah. that's all I needed. And I was like, Ugh. weird. Yeah. <sighs> and I feel like she was going to say, like, yeah, but I didn't mean that, like. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, but I'm... it was a joke. 
I feel like he had to, he has to know that in his heart. Yeah. Or maybe not his heart, but in his brain. Like. Yeah. Uh, um, also. She's never, she's never shown any ounce of, like, being interested in him at all. At least no, from, like, what and, we've seen. Yeah. And then when she goes to apologize to him to get back and, like, so he's good graces. Mm-hmm. She tells him, like, I only became friends with you because your dad is rich. Like, mm-hmm. she says it point I'm, blank. And I'm only apologizing to you so Seroyi will forgive me and be happy with me again. Uh-huh. Like, she was, she's at least straight up with, like, all of her, all of her things that she does. Like, she's not lying to him about yeah. anything. You know, she's not, she's not making him think things. Right. Exactly. Um, and I thought it was kind of funny how, like, uh, what's his face? Seruyi kept keeps bringing up Gunsu. Because I feel like he, in his mind, he was like, oh, like, Yiso and Gunsu kind of have, like, a little thing together. Mm-hmm. And she's like, stop talking about Gunsu. Like, I, I only try to play on his feelings to help you. And then she's like, I know it's immoral. Like, I, uh-huh. I'm trying to be better. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I, I'm i starting to appreciate Issa more. I think it's just because, like, Siri has been a good influence on her. And she's mm-hmm. just maturing a, a bit by bit. And also, but, like, the people she's hanging yeah. out with now. Like, Yi and Sun Kwan. Like, they're all, like, decent people, you know? She's yeah, not totally. hanging out with just, like, the assholes at school that are just, like, rich or have parents that can, like, benefit her in some way, you know? She's actually, exactly. like, forming meaningful friendships with these people. Totally. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll see later on, but her and Hyunyi's relationship mm-hmm. makes me really happy now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, speaking of that, episode <laughs> 12... Hyun Yi finds Yiso back at Danbom and consoles her. I feel like Hyun Yi has like a really good read on everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, she seems to be like the wisest character at this point. Yeah, definitely. Um, and Hyun Yi basically tells Yiso that, you know, she knows that Seroyi is old fashioned. Like everyone knows this about Seroyi, right? Like, he's old fashioned, he's kind of clueless. When it comes to relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and she basically just needs to give him time. And I think she also kind of comments on how it's refreshing to see you so have, like, human emotions. <laughs> um, and, you know, actually be sad and cry. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, overall, it's just kind of, like, being supportive for Yiso. During these trying times. Um, then back at Janga, President Jong lashes out at everyone again for coming in second place again. <laughs> and tells Suwa that he can't fire her over the show. <laughs> but if they don't win first place next time, he'll fire the chef. And Gunsu will be out as the future successor. I oh, keep damn, like... so pit- petty. <laughs> I keep waiting for him to fucking quote Abby Lee Miller and be like, second place is the first to lose. <laughs> while he's going off at everyone (laughs) because that's totally what this is right now like fucking Uh second place is a good place to be in and i don't know like if he'd feel a little bit better about it if it was another pub that was coming in first Mm -hmm. 
And if it's just because it's Donbaum that, like, he just can't fucking take it. Or if he would be upset if anyone came in first instead of them. I feel like he would be upset, but maybe not this upset. Mm-hmm. He would still be like, why aren't we winning first? Yeah. But this just is, like, even more personal. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, Gunsu has this, uh, later on, this insight into why he thinks Donbaum is winning. And, I mean, I, I agree with him. Mm-hmm. Like, Donbaum is cool and fresh. Yeah. And their chef is a representation of that. Mm-hmm. And Janga is kind of old. And, yeah, their chef is old and boring looking. Yeah. Like, I mean, he has cool glasses, but... Anyway. Um, blah, blah, blah. Gunsu will be out. So... Gunsu then demands full authority over the show if his fate is dependent on the outcome. Uh, President Zhang is kind of dismissive at first and tells him, like, you think you know more than Sua, whatever. Um, but Gunsu is pretty sure of himself and is says, I don't want to have any regrets. I want to be in control of my own fate. So uh, they agree. And Sua... Um, and Gunsu have their little debriefing session in the hallway. Gunsu apologizes again for, you know, speaking up and kind of taking control over the situation mm-hmm. again. But Sua is fine with it and is like, you're, you're the one taking responsibility, so that's on you. Uh, but she says that she pities him since she can see that there is clearly no familial warmth between the father and son. And she also notes that he's changed from the person he was at Donbom. And we're like, yeah, Definitely. he's becoming a Janga asshole. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> protect Gunsu from these terrible people. God. So sad. It really is. <clears throat> um, at this point, business at Donbom is thriving. Um, but we get a mini flashback to Seroyi and Yuso talking it out. Yusu says she can separate business and and personal matters, but she needs a break from work as she's been working tirelessly on the pub for a long time without any actual breaks. And as the night goes on, we see both Seroyi and Yusu start to miss each other. Gunwan has a very pitiful scene (laughs) where he calls Mm -hmm. his dad and asks why he threw him out like that, and he wonders if he was at least a little heartbroken by it and saying, like, you know, I, I knew that... I had to take the fall for you so the company could survive. So that's why I did it. And President Zhang just basically replies that everything was for Janga. And he hangs up on his son. It's miserable. A miserable phone Fucking conversation. cold. And I think Gunwan starts to cry, right? Mm-hmm. Or just mm-hmm. does his, like, crazy person laugh? Yeah. One of the two. <sighs> um... Gunsu has a meeting with President Zhang and wonders why he isn't taking Donbom's investment seriously. Then we get news that President Zhang has, of course, planted the fucking investor who put in the 5 billion won. Mm-hmm. After news breaks of that person and their like relationship with um, President Zhang, we then find out that they've bailed. And then after they bail, all of the smaller investors that have joined in start to back out, being like, "Uh uh-uh. If that person's not doing it that put in that much money, like, I'm definitely not doing it. So suddenly Mm -hmm. they're getting all these texts, all these emails saying, like, hey, we're out, we're out, we're out, we're done, we're pulling our money. 
Mm-hmm. And it's a fucking mess because, again, they've already gotten their, like, corporate office. They've already started hiring people. They've already started planning and doing things. And now everything is kind of fucked. Mm-hmm. So, Soon Kwan freaks out and we realize, um, like, they spent 500 million won, which is $400,000. And Hojin wonders why they didn't wait to receive the actual money before spending anything. And it's just because they were, like, excited. Like, Yiso got them all excited about doing stuff and creating mm-hmm. all the other restaurants and stuff. So Soon Kwan is like, it's all Yiso's fault. And Sarah yeah. is like, but it was my choice. Like, I trusted her. You know, like, technically, I mm-hmm. made the final call here. I'm the boss, so it's on me. Yiso is on her trip but sees all these messages, and she decides to end her trip early to make calls to try to keep the investors. Um, but they're just, like, hanging up on her. They're not even giving her a chance to talk. And she feels mm-hmm. really guilty because she was the one that pushed the quick expansion. Meanwhile, fucking Sua shows up to the Itaewon class headquarters, or new offices, with the gift from President Zhang that says, know your place and be satisfied with what you have. And at that point, there's an angry mob yelling at the Donbom staff about their investment and what are you going to do and how is this, like, this going to work? I don't want to be here anymore. And she's just standing there with this fucking plant. And I'm like, you look fucking miserable having to deliver this. You don't actually have to deliver it, you asshole. Mm -hmm. Like, he's not following you. He's not standing outside making sure you go in there and you hand it to them. You know, like, you could have easily, like, taken it somewhere and tossed it. Yeah, totally. Just thrown it in the garbage. Yeah, you know how shitty this is going to be. And especially, like, going into their headquarters to do it when you know people are going to be freaking out. And you can probably hear them outside screaming because they're all so loud. Like, Mm -hmm. to choose to go in and deliver it is just, like, so fucked. Yeah. (sighs) It's awful. Yeah, very, very frustrating. Mm -hmm. So, back at Janga, Gunsu asks... President Zhang, why he's gone so far. Like, Gunsu basically is saying, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this this is kind of like hitting below the belt even more so than President Zhang normally does. Mm-hmm. President Zhang says that he didn't only do this to take down Seiryi, but also control the investment company by showing how petty he can be. Um, basically saying to the investment company, don't cross me because look what I did to this other company. Um, so, yeah, it's... God, fuck President Zhang. He's the worst. He truly, truly is. Um, so, yeah. President Zhang asks if Gunsu, Gunsu still thinks that Seri is strong and Gunsu admits that President Zhang is impressive but says that if Seri was easy to destroy... President Zhang wouldn't be so interested in him. And President <laughs> Zhang, he's looking all proud, but then he's like, ugh. <laughs> he mm-hmm. gets this, like, really um, bitter expression on his face when Gunsu says that. So, Seiryu starts to yell at the crowd to trust in their business. Um, and he tells them, you know, you signed on. You believed in this because of our food and because of our brand. Uh, So nothing has changed. There's no problem here. We'll be fine. Just don't freak out. Uh Uh, But they're not really having it. And one guy is like, you can't be yelling at us. Like, we're the ones who are mad at you. (laughs) And uh, 
Of course, Seiri just storms out because that's kind of his his gig. He just says shit and then storms out. Mm-hmm. Um, and Suwa runs after him and apologizes. And she, like you said, she just looks miserable at this point. And she asks him, like, what are you going to do now? Like, you you have to just stop. And he's like, I'll take out a mortgage. Like, we have to keep going. Um, and she reminds him that he told her that she had the power to define their relationship. And she begs him to stop with the madness. Um, you know, just stop fucking with Janga. Just be with her and live a normal life and they can be happy together. And... I kind of see her point, and later on, she kind of says, like, you know, this is skipping ahead, but will you actually be happy once Mm -hmm. you've accomplished your revenge goal? Or, you know, what is this really doing for you at this point? Just try to live, just try to live your life, just try to be happy, because, you know, this is all you get, Mm -hmm. but Seiri is, like, super focused, and then he gets a call from Miso, and she apologizes because, like we said, she was the one who really pushed for the quick expansion. Mm-hmm. But he says it won't break him. And he basically doubles down and goes through all of the things that, like, did break him at one point. All Basically all the shitty shit that, like, the Jong family did to him. Uh-huh. And he's saying this, like, while looking dead into Suwa's eyes. And... It's, like, played as if, like, that is his response to her, saying, like, yeah, no, I'm not gonna quit, because, like, look at all of the shitty things they did to me. And he says that he won't stop until he destroys Janga, and that he's never backing down. And then Suwa just, like, crumbles and starts crying, because I really think she does care about Seri, but she's also, like, built her own life with mm-hmm. the encouragement from Seri, mind you. To just, like, do her thing. And she is in a really tough position. Um, he tries to apologize to her, but it kind of, like, cuts away. Yeah. And I'm like, hi, can you, these people. Can you imagine him giving it all up and then, like, being with her and she's still working for Janga? And how miserable that would be, too? Yeah, no. I feel like in order for that plan to work she would need to quit and they uh-huh. would just need to like move exactly out of soul like yeah. far away and it doesn't seem like she would have any intention of quitting either just like you stop what you're doing with like the revenge stuff because it's not working and it's just it's making you miserable and everyone else and just be with me but it's like i wonder like how much shit she would get into then at work being with him and then like all the shit he would have to endure just like different work things, you know, like, to put him in the same room as President Jong and stuff, and just, like, how shitty and miserable that would be. Yeah. Well, work out. we see later on that she's kind of, like, fiddling with a resignation letter, mm-hmm. but we mm-hmm. don't, but that's not clear that it was, like, oh, if Seiryu quits, then I'll quit too, like, that's mm-hmm. never said. It's just, like, mm-hmm. she's just that miserable. <laughs> yeah. At this point. Anyway. Um, so then we cut to the lone shark lady, who is Tony's grandma. And she sees news <clears throat> and tells Tony that their Don Bomb is in trouble. But Tony believes Sato Yi 
Hojin, Seroyi, and Yeso meet up to discuss future plans and approaching new investors. Seroyi sees the name Kim Soon Rei? 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 I think so. On the list, and Hojin says that she's retired and owns a ton of real estate and sometimes likes to invest in small startup companies. Then we see this woman make a grand entrance at President President Zhang's office, and of course, it's Tony's grandma, and she looks completely different. Yeah, she looks it's, amazing. It's so funny how, like, around President Zhang and them, like, she's very sort of, like, almost demure and, like, mm-hmm. really well put together, and she looks amazing. And then when she's, like, collecting stuff from people, she looks kind of, like, raggedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I guess she's maybe trying to, like, um, relate to the people in the area. Yeah, she dresses for the occasion, I yeah, guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, but basically, she goes to visit President Zhang, and they've known each other for years. And when she says, earlier on when we first meet her, that Seiroi reminds her of someone, she then tells President Zhang, I know someone who reminds me of you. And she's clearly not phased by any of his bullshit and calls him out for bullying a kid. She keeps calling Seiroi a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, like, don't you have bigger and better things to do than, like, mess around with this kid all fucking day? Like, what are you doing? He then mm-hmm. explains his, his motives, and she just calls him crazy. And she's kind of just listening to him, seeing, like, what the full tea is, getting his side of the story. But mm-hmm. she doesn't seem impressed with what he's saying about, like, his reasonings of why. We then cut to Sua. Yeah. And she's really bothered by everything, and that's where we see that resignation letter. And all the time, resignation letters look really nice in in (laughs) K-dramas. I think we saw one in Romance, too, and they just look – maybe it was Romance? I don't remember what show it was. But just, like, the way they, like, write it in the front in those big, bold characters, like, (laughs) it just looks really cool. I was wondering, because I've seen other dramas with the resignation letter, Uh and – these are just, like, the weird thoughts I have sometimes. I'm like, I wonder if they sell those, like, at whatever. Like an envelope that Their little it. marts. Yeah, just, like, a resignation letter envelope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, or if these people are, like, writing that themselves. I'm like, yeah. not. Like, it looks like a thing. Yeah. But it's just... Very interesting. It's an interesting, uh, yeah, I guess, tradition or way of yeah. about things. It seems like a really, like dark letter to suddenly receive (laughs) big bold resignation (laughs) on it like for your boss to get that from you um so she's kind of messing with this at her desk and gunsu approaches her and she gets nervous and like tucks it away it seems like he kind of sees it but maybe doesn't fully see it i couldn't really tell um he's definitely trying to see what she's holding he admits that he's amazed by President Zhang's scheme, and she's really disgusted that he would be impressed by someone for ruining other people's lives. He then points out that President Zhang and Seroyi are the same in that neither care for how others feel. They only care about their goals, and they'll kind of hurt whoever they need to to get to that goal. And he mm-hmm. says that he thought Sua would be that way too. Back at Bomb, the crew tries to regroup and focus on winning the next round of the best pub show. Seroyi and Yuso have another discussion about their feelings. Yuso doubles down and says that she really likes him and admits that um, she quit university for him, but she acknowledges that he doesn't feel the same way and she's accepted that. 
And she tells him that he can fire her if she feels uncomfortable, but he tells her that he can't imagine Dunbaum without her. And that's very true. They would kind of be nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the next morning, Iso arranges a meeting with Seroyi, Minjung, and Tony's grandma. Yiso tries to sweet-talk his grandma, and she seems sympathetic towards her situation, and even asks Seroyi why he's not asking for help, because she seems, like, ready to do it. Mm-hmm. But he's way too proud, and she says she doesn't need to invest, and she's like, oh, and he says she doesn't need to invest in them if she doesn't mm-hmm. want to. And she's like, well, I don't want to anyway. And so she leaves in a huff. She's all pissy about it. And Yiso chases after her. Min Jung ter- sternly tells Seido Yi that she agrees with his with Tony's grandmother and warns him that the freedom Seido Yi longs for comes at a price. Yeah, I was really annoyed with Seido Yi during this whole thing. And like, I'm like, she's ready. She like had a fucking checkbook ready to go. Just take it. Yeah. And he keeps saying, like, well, I don't I don't want to um what does he say? He doesn't want to use Tony as leverage. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no one even mentioned Tony. Yeah, like, no what are you talking, talking about? about it's all business. Uh-huh. Um, and she's like, she even tells him, like, you know, I owe you one. Like, do you want to ask me anything? And it's like, gah. Fucking Siri is so <laughs> stupid sometimes. These men. Like, honestly, fucking Minjung and Sua and Yiso are, like, the smartest fucking people in the show. Mm-hmm. And Hyunyi, like, all of the dudes are so stupid sometimes. It's, it's Amazing. ridiculous. Um, oh, also, I didn't write this, but I was interested, it was interesting because they mentioned this very quickly that, um, Tony's grandma was the first investor in Janga. Oh, yeah, because, that's right. Yeah, because Min asks, uh, Yisa, like, how did you know we knew each other? And she was like, I saw that she was the first investor i was like interesting mm-hmm. interesting interesting um yeah crazy stuff sadie is annoying okay so then we see fucking gunsu i'm just so heartbroken by this <laughs> development uh he's looking at Yuso's social media which she has now blocked him from and we see a little flashback saying that he thinks Hyunyi is only winning the competition because of her popularity and looks. Uh, and he points out, like, you know, our chef is, like, a fucking middle-aged dude who's mm-hmm. not cool at all. And Hyunyi is, like, pretty and she's young and she, you know, is just, like, more of a fresh, you know, face in the mm-hmm. scene or whatever. Um... Then he tells Sua that he has a high card card that he doesn't want to use. And I was like, fuck. Everyone knows what that is. Yeah. And I was like, not my boy. Like, Mm -hmm. no. Uh, It's so disappointing. (sighs) I mean, like we said earlier, like, I kind of felt like it was going to go this way. But it doesn't make it any easier. It's just so disappointing. So... Uh, Seri and Sua meet up and go out for dinner, and they kind of, like, reconcile, I guess. Sua accuses Seri of dumping her, and he's confused, as usual. (laughs) And she says that he placed his revenge plan over being happy with her. 
Seiryu doesn't deny it, and Sua wonders if he uh, will actually be happy once he gets his revenge. Um, and I kind of agree with her at this point, because, uh, like, I get your need for revenge, but at this point in his life, like, he's built a very good business, he has Mm -hmm. friends, like, he has the woman that he's been pining for for, like, ten years Mm -hmm. ready to be with him, and I feel like he could convince her to quit Janga, maybe? Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, what will getting the revenge, I guess, do for him? It's kind of like you see those things. And my dad used to do, um, like, weight loss surgeries. Uh-huh. Uh, he was, like, the surgeon who did them. And, like, how some people would, like, get these weight loss surgeries. And they just have, like, they pin all their hopes on, like, well, I'll feel better, you know, once I lose the weight. And then they lose the weight. And then, like, their life is still what their life is. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I kind of feel like maybe that's kind of what Sua is hinting at. Like, this isn't You'll going never to change really be your, happy. your situation. Yeah, like, what's done is done. Um, and Sidney is kind of, like, thinking on this, and he goes back to Dunbam and sees his, all of his employees, like, working hard. I think Sun Kwan and Hyun Yi are, like, passed out. Yeah. Um, you know, after, like, working really hard, and he thinks of, I'm just calling her grandma at this point, (laughs) Uh, he thinks of grandma warning him that his employees are suffering because of his pride. And, like, it's true. She's right. Um, She's also a smart lady. Like, Mm -hmm. add her to the pool of smart women in this show. Uh, So, Sadie calls Tony and asks if he can meet with grandma the next day, but apparently she's in Jeju, and we realize that Yiso is already down there with her <laughs> to, like, <laughs> close this deal. Fucking uh, Yiso, like, gets shit done. Sadie mm-hmm. uh, tries to talk to Yiso about the meeting and make a plan. And she kind of, like, apologizes for going down there without consulting him first. But then Grandma takes the phone away and starts talking to Sadie. He tries to ask her for the investment now. And she's like, I don't give investments out over the phone. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, and it's kind of funny, but she makes a deal with him that she'll invest in him and Dunbaum if they are able to win first place on the Best Pub Show. Because I think she asks Seiryu, like, what's, what is your ultimate goal? And he says, like, to be number one. And she's like, okay, well, if you want to be number one, then win first place on the show. And, like, they look pretty stoked because they're like, okay, like, we can do this. And Issa tells Seri that she'll spend the next day with Grandma to, like, you know, soften her up some more, <laughs> make her feel good, and then go home the next evening. And before hanging up, she tells him that she loves him. And I thought that was, like, kind of cute. I don't know. She didn't have like, to hide it and anymore. So, like, not- yeah, like, she just is fully owning her feelings, and Seri's like, oh, like, Okay. okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. So the Donbaum crew arrives at the studio. Just before they walk in, um, Sato Yi drops the bombshell to Hanyi or on Hanyi that she has to win first place in order to get the investment they need from Grandma. No big deal. Hanyi uh-huh. is super shocked, but she tries to stay positive. It's like, I know what to do. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but then. 
they see that someone, or we see that someone, hint, hint, Gunsu, has told yeah, the press that not my Han- baby Gunsu, <laughs> that Hyunyi is a trans woman, and at this point, um, Sung Kwan had just dropped them off, and he like checked his phone real quick. He's like, "What the fuck?" And then he stopped mm-hmm. and goes inside. And at this point, um, Hyunyi and Seroyi are walking into like the actual studio area. And mm-hmm. you can just immediately hear all of these people gossiping about her and just, like, saying, like, fucked up things and, like, staring at her. Sun Kwan yeah. starts yelling at everyone and Hyunyi runs away in tears. Suwa then confronts Gunsu about this being, if this was, like, his high, high card that he was talking about. He confirms it. And he tries to rationalize the decision by saying that if Danwam is winning because of Hyunyi's popularity, then this should help them win. And Suwa asks if he hates Hyunyi, and he tells her that actually Hyunyi is one of his only friends, but he's done with friendships as that's what people from Janga do. Mm-hmm. He changed so quickly. Yeah. It's like, it's crazy how big of a change this guy has had in two episodes. I know. I feel like it was maybe a little rushed. Uh, yeah. And I mean, again, but, we don't know, like, how much time has passed, technically. Right. In terms of what we're true. seeing. But it's just like, god damn, man. You're such a shithead. I know. I ca- I just kept thinking, like, okay, well, maybe this will be the tipping point. Like, he'll he'll tell his dad, like, fuck you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, go back. I just seem want... to be happening. Yeah. I just want Goonwan and Goonsu to like tell their dad to fuck off and mm-hmm. live their lives and be happy but shitty not not gonna happen um Hyunyi tries hiding and eventually Seroyi finds her he con- consoles her and tells her that she's the bravest person he knows and she tries to press on by saying she'll go on the show but he's like you can go back um you can back out and you wouldn't be running away. Like, it's okay. I wouldn't be upset with you. No one would be upset with you. You, you need to do what you feel is right. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> because technically, like, she didn't do anything wrong. Like, she's totally fine. She's great. Yeah. Um, and he's saying, like, you don't have to convince others about who you are. Gunsu and Suwa find their chef talking to the producers about Danbam and, like, the situation. Because she's missing. Their chef is fucking gone. And mm-hmm. they wonder if Danbam will drop out. It's like everyone's talking right now. Seroyi barges in and asks if he can be a chef representing Dongbom. And the producer is like, uh, I don't know, this never happened before. I don't see why not. I'll go talk to people. And mm-hmm. um, Gunsu tries to discourage Seroyi, but Seroyi shoots back that Gun likes his cooking or said that he was, he was really good and that mm-hmm. he should be supportive towards Hyunyi. Yiso then calls Hyunyi, and they have a really nice conversation. Um, and she, I think she reads her, like, a poem. Mm-hmm. Soon Kwan and Tony talk about what will happen, and Soon Kwan starts sounding bigoty and transphobic, and it's kind of like, what? But then it ends mm-hmm. with him saying that no one should under, and underestimate Hyunyi, and says that that woman is stronger than anyone. And it's like, I... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, when he was saying, like, you know, a, a woman is born a woman, and blah, 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 mm-hmm. and Tony's like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, like, it's, it's like, really weird, and then he, like, totally flips, and it yeah. just makes, it makes perfect sense, and it's just, he's great. Yeah. 
Um, so, at this point, no one knows what's happening. No one knows if Dombom can actually compete with Seroyi mm-hmm. cooking. What's going on? And then Hyunyi storms into the studio as we hear a voiceover of Yiso reading a poem to Hyunyi, which made Caitlin cry. Yeah. Yes, it did. <laughs> and then Hyunyi confidently walks to her station and announces on the mic that her name is Hyunyi and she is transgender and she's here to win. The Donbom crew beams with pride and Gunsu looks almost like Gunwan level shook is what you wrote. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then we hear the final line of the poem Yiso's reading. I survive, I'm a diamond. Yeah. And I'm like, so good. <laughs> so good. Like, and I'm it's so ready to see what happens. Now. I'm so I ready know. for this competition. Me too. <sighs> Crazy. Yeah. Oh, man, so good. I I really liked the Yiso reading a poem to Hyunyi and like mm-hmm. inspiring her or whatever. Yeah, because absolutely. I think, like, I'm not saying that Seri did a bad job of consoling Hyunyi, but I think it maybe didn't make her feel great to to have him say, like, you can back out if you want, like, uh-huh. it's fine, it's whatever. Okay. Yeah, like, but Yiso is like, no, like, you're fucking awesome, and you just, like, go in there and fucking do this yeah. and own it, because you're great, like... And, because, I mean, that's kind of what Hyeni wanted to do. Like, she's like, I can do it. Like, I'm fine. And, uh, Seri's like, you know, you're a super brave person. Like, you don't have to prove yourself to anyone. Like, we can leave. And I get that, like, as someone who would have wanted to leave in that situation. Yeah. <laughs> I would have, like, welcomed that, um, I guess, pass to just be like, you know, I'm, yeah, fuck this. I'm, I'm outie. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh... I I don't know. I'm like really I was really proud of Yiso and Hyunyi and I'm just like I love I love these people so much. And I'm yeah. horrified at Gunsu. <laughs> yeah, I love like how freaked he was at the end when she fucking shows up. That's mm-hmm. that's like the biggest fuck you, I think. Because he was totally expecting her to crumble and run away. Mm-hmm. And that he would win and his dad would be, like, proud of him for fucking once. But instead, she fucking showed up and was not scared either. She didn't, like, quietly come in hiding mm-hmm. tears. Like, she looked fierce. Yeah. She's awesome. <sighs> um, Yeah, I was... I was wondering... Because I know, like being gay and being trans are not as accepted in Korea mm-hmm. as they are in the U.S. But I was wondering two things. Like, one, is this what the actual reaction would be if that did happen mm-hmm. um, in Korea? And then I was wondering, like, I wonder what would have happened if that happened in the U.S. Because part of me still kind of feels like people would have some chatter yeah, I think like, it would definitely depend on, like, the show. Mm-hmm. What show was this person on where they were competing and stuff and winning? I feel like that yeah, would I mean, play a big part I'm assuming it. it would just be, like, a Food Network type of show. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. 
um, obviously it's like, I mean, you know, I think obviously there's still a lot of people that can't like wrap their heads around it Uh and feel like it's their business, even though it totally isn't. Like, yeah, who, totally. who, who truly gives a fuck, you know? Like, let people do whatever they want, whatever they feel comfortable and happy with. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, for some people, they just can't, they can't fathom that someone would feel that way and want to change like that. They just don't understand yeah. it and, like, never will. Yeah. And I think those are the people that, like, you just, I, like, you just can't change them. And they're going to talk and they're going to say shit. But I think on the other end, you're always going to have people that are just like, cool, all right, do you, whatever. Yeah. And then there's, like, people kind of in the middle, like, Sun Kwan, who are like, what? But then over time, like, Mm -hmm. accept it. They care about the person and want them to be happy and stuff and like them. Yeah. And I, I... I didn't really rewatch it. I just kind of had it on while I was writing the outline. Mm-hmm. But I was noticing what people were saying. And, you know, a lot of the people in the TV station weren't being, like, super shitty. They are mm-hmm. just like, whoa, she's trans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, they were looking judgy, no, yeah. no doubt. But they weren't, like, saying super shitty things about her. So, yeah. to, to me, I was like, maybe they'll kind of, like, go back and it'll all be fine. Um, it is, cause it, you know, it is kind of like a bit of a shock. Yeah. That, uh, but then those girls in the bathroom were like super shitty towards her and I was like, man, fuck you. It's 2020. Like, mm-hmm. get over yeah. it. I'm curious how the next episode is going to be. Cause I think mm-hmm. them winning also kind of depends on like, well, who are the judges and yeah. do the judges care? Because if the judges are just like, oh, whatever, I don't really give a shit, and they're just thinking mm-hmm. about the food and they really like it, then she's going to win. Mm-hmm. But if yeah. they're like judgy assholes and can't get over that fact, then she might not win, and that would be really shitty. Yeah. But something tells me, I'm hoping, I'm right, that she will win. Me that's, too. That's my um, prediction, is that she will sort of conquer this and win, and it'll be a huge blow to Gunsu's ego and yes. Jenga. I'm I really don't for Hyunyu's sake like I don't want her to find out that Gunsu was the one who did this mm-hmm. not because like I want to protect Gunsu but I just don't want Hyunyu because to feel she, betrayed yeah because they because, were friends yeah I mean it it seems like Gunsu was like one of her biggest allies like he was mm-hmm. always even when they first uh found out that she was trans like he was always like really supportive of her mm-hmm. um and it just uh it's really heartbreaking that he would try to use that against her yeah but still say like no she's actually like one of my only friends wow okay <laughs> yeah cool dude like, not anymore she's uh-huh. not no and I, th- well, apparently I think people though, don't have friends at Janga. <laughs> yeah. I think, though, that it'll be obvious as to who did it because no one really knows. No one, That's like, true. really knows her, you know? And the only people that really know about her are the people that work there or used to work there. And of course, right. nobody that works there is going to say anything. Yeah. It's fucked. I, did Suwa know? It didn't seem like she knew. 
It yeah. didn't seem like she was really paying attention. She's seen Hyunyi before, like, before her big makeover. Mm-hmm. And then after. Yeah. I guess Suwa didn't really care. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I... <laughs> I'm assuming, like, either way, the grandma will invest in them. Yeah. <laughs> Even if they don't win. Um, I wonder how much I... she'll invest. I'm curious. Me too. She looked expensive when, mm-hmm. when she was wearing <laughs> she her met expensive clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh... Yeah, I, I honestly don't really have any predictions other than that Same. Grandma will invest in them. I don't know what's going to happen to Gunsu. I I do feel like that maybe Sua will quit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that maybe think, this will be the yeah. final straw. Yeah. Definitely. Um, And I wonder what that will do for her relationship with Serui. Part of me kind of feels like that maybe Sua will be the one to take the vacation that Yuso was going to take. Mm-hmm. And just be like, I can't deal with any of y'all, so I am going to peace out and then, like, <laughs> go to the U.S. or Canada, because mm-hmm. that's what people in K-dramas do. <laughs> uh, they take a break and they go to, like, Australia or Canada or New York for a bit to, like... That's funny. Get a fresh start, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll see. Because next episode is 13 and 14. Yes. So, uh, four away? We, I feel like we have, like, one or two more big bombshells mm-hmm, mm-hmm. before the end of the series. Definitely. So. Gosh. Yeah. All right, should we go to fashion? Yes. Okay, you can go first. Okay. So, just a lot of great coats in this mm-hmm. episode. <laughs> I really like uh, Yiso's leather and, like, Sherling lined coat. Um, I've always kind of wanted oh, one uh-huh. of those. Uh, but, yeah. And then just, like, Minjung's whole wardrobe. Love it. She just, again, looks, like, really expensive and she <laughs> And I want to do... I want to... I want to that <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, when I get old. Not that she's old. Older. Um, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and not good fashion, but did you notice Seri's cargo jeans? I did not. Uh, I noticed them twice. <laughs> it's when, um, I think it is when he meets with Tony's grandma and Yuso kind of like hits him on the side like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Just ask her for the money. Mm-hmm. Um. And you get, like, a shot of their, like, laps, I guess, because it's, like, from under the table, uh-huh. and you can see, like, Yiso hitting him, and he is 100% wearing, like, cargo denim. Hmm. And I was, like, are those just really old, or are those, like, you know, trendy, uh-huh. referencing, like, 90s stuff now? But I'm, like, fuck, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't like that, sorry. <laughs> it was just kind of a shock. Um... And then I just said Tony just looks fucking cool. Like his whole, his whole look. style, yeah, is is a win for me. <clears throat> um, for me, you still had a tan coat and a white turtleneck. 
and I really liked that little combo together. Mm-hmm. And then at another scene, it might have been when she was with the grandmother, I don't remember, but she has a green top on and a pleather dress on top. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like that. And I thought that was super cute. Her looks are always the standouts for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like you and Yiso have very similar, like, style sensibilities. Yeah, I want her clothes. I want them all. They're cute. Very cool. Um, also, just Hianyi looked great. Like, yeah. I thought the way she styled herself was, it was kind of in between Yiso and Sua. Like, it wasn't as edgy as Yiso, but still mm-hmm. was, like, kind of vintage yeah. Uh, 80s. She looked cool. Um, yeah. Great looking show. Mm-hmm. Everyone looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Also, I will say that Gunsu did clean up very nicely. He looked, like, nice in his suits. Mm-hmm. Although, it did still kind of read, like, little boy in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. To me. Because, like, uh, what's his face? Gunwon, like, looked like you know, a fucking asshole, but mm-hmm. he looks like a man in a suit, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm like, Goonwon isn't short or anything. I just, or Goonsu isn't like, you know. He just short. has like a total like baby face. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. Like his cheeks it, and stuff, like he still looks like so adolescent somehow. Yeah. And I guess maybe like his build, like he's not super like muscular or broad mm-hmm, or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> But yeah, I'm like, okay, well, your suits are nice, so. <laughs> Personality isn't. Nope, not anymore. Um, yeah. Okay, do you have an I love you or fuck you moment? Um, I, like, never have I love you moments. But I guess okay. we could say Tony and his grandma meeting. Yeah. Could be mine. Yeah, that was also on my list um my main i love you was everyone just rallying around hyunyi at the end mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um like soon kwan's nice words about her and then yiso reading the poem to her mm-hmm. i was just like they are a family <laughs> <laughs> they do love each other um yeah i didn't i mean yeah the fuck you was just kind of like the whole season or it's not season episode 12 Mm -hmm. it was just like (sighs) Hyunyi's entrance and um yeah I mean the bad fuck you was Gunsu betraying her yeah and then her coming back and just being like no fuck you like I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do it well Mm -hmm. (sighs) yep Well, that's a show. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Do we have any other drama corner stuff? I do not. Um, I'll probably be watching more Strangers from Hell tonight. Cool. I'm just watching it a lot slower. But it's only 10 episodes, so. Yeah. Um,. Well, I have finished Together, which is that, like, travel variety show. Super enjoyable. Again, cool. it's just, like, a breath of fresh air uh, in these shitty times. <laughs> you can just kind of, like, put it on and not think about anything. 
Pretend um, you're but, traveling. Mm-hmm. This has led me to uh, become very interested in the careers of Lee Seung Gi and Jasper Liu. And so, kind of teasing a teasy tease, I'm thinking that I will start watching some of Jasper Liu's dramas. They're Taiwanese. And mm-hmm. we had a listener message us a while back asking or telling us like hey you should watch Taiwanese dramas and I was like okay and that's been on my mind it's just there are so many Korean dramas yeah um but this has kind of been the push so I think I'm gonna start watching some of his Taiwanese dramas and then uh might be a little Patreon exclusive um yeah so excited about that and um and then i started watching a korean odyssey because it has lee sung gi in it um and it i don't know (laughs) (laughs) one of our listeners uh tweeted us and said like we should really watch it and so i am watching it and it is enjoyable it's just like the graphics are not good um (laughs) Compared to, like, Hotel de Luna and mm-hmm. Mystic Pop-Up Bar, where, like, the CGI looks great. Um, especially for, like, a TV show, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it's a slightly older drama. I think it's from, like, 2016 or 2017. Um, but we'll see. I, I've read, like, very mixed reviews on it. Like, some people seem to really, really like it, and then some people are kind of like, meh. It almost kind of seems like the K2 to me, where, like, some people are like, this is fucking awesome, and other people are like, it's fine. No, thank you. Yeah, so, (laughs) we'll see. I'm going to keep watching it. Like, I never drop a drama. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah. I mean, I fucking watched all of Melting Me Softly, so I can get through this. (laughs) Um, However, there are 20 episodes of this, so. Wow, okay. uh, yeah, I was reading someone's review on it, and someone was like, I, I couldn't take any more after episode 18. And I'm like, you only have two more episodes. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Dropping in at episode 18. Like, that's insane. I feel like if I was past halfway, I would just keep watching, because I'm like, well, I've already dedicated. Get it over with. Yeah. Like, I get dropping it after episode, like, four mm-hmm. or something, but episode 18, Wow. Um, what else? Yes. Together, Fabulous, uh, Korean Odyssey. I guess that is it. Um, oh, I do want to just say that I feel, like, very disappointed as a Ji Chang Wook stan because his new drama is just, like, a fucking mess and it's, (laughs) sad i haven't watched any of it because it looks like a fucking mess it's Mm -hmm. just like it's racist and uh god weirdly um i think like i don't how do you say what is the word to describe this like kind of glorifies like a teen girl kind of older guy romance Mm -hmm. um like, she's barely legal kind of a mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. which, gross. Um, yeah, it's just, like, what the fuck are you doing? Can 
And I feel bad because he's, like, publicly said, like, I want to try different roles because he was uh-huh. kind of, like, pigeonholed into doing, like, kind of action type things. Um, and I'm like, but you were so good at what you did. <laughs> <laughs> stop trying to do different shit like i get it as an artist you want to like branch out but i'm like you were great in suspicious partner Mm -hmm. um and yeah it's just not it's not good and it's really disappointing and i honestly don't know how that show even got made in 2020 yeah in this day and age it's really disappointing so i felt like as a known Ji Ching Wook stan, I needed to be vocal about my disappointment. My disappointment in that show and how you're not watching it. Yes, like fuck that. So, uh, I guess that is it. Um, anything else? I don't think so. Okay, well. Let us know what you are thinking about Itaewon Class and A Korean Odyssey. Oh, um, our poll finished, and it was very tight. I don't have the numbers on me right now, um, and I don't want to, like, mesh it up by looking at my phone. But mm-hmm. um, the old school drama category won. All right, cool. It was a kind of slim margin. I feel like it was, like... 62 38 or maybe even less like a 50 something 40 something Uh um but the old schools have it so we'll try to like narrow down an older drama Um, or maybe post a couple of old ones that you think and then people can yeah yeah definitely um so let us know if there are any other old dramas besides uncontrollably fond and coffee prints because those were the two suggestions that we have so far um and yeah like talk to us about your feelings <laughs> on anything <laughs> uh, mainly k-dramas but you know I, whatever whatever we won't get mad uh, at okay drama pod on twitter okay drama podcast on instagram and then on facebook um and contact at okdrama.com or okdramapodcast at gmail.com. And everything is in the show notes. Uh, also, if you want to support the show, you can click the links either on our website or in the show notes. Um, you can make purchases from Tebak Box or Fashion Chingu. So those are fun. And again, I'm... I'm just, like, waiting for the moment where I can make my fashion shingu purchase. I'm trying to be, like, really fiscally responsible right now uh-huh. since everything is, like, so up in the air. But, yeah, I really want that leopard sweater. Same. And I really want a bong soon hoodie. <laughs> so, <laughs> those are the things that I've been thinking about. Uh, but, yeah, I think that is it. Anything else? Uh, no. I think that's it. Okay. All right. right. Well, we will talk to you all next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay, drama.